0: whole subject, the whole medical subject of transplantation is an interesting subject anyway. And I remember uh, as a kid, now, uh, a little kid saying that I had this old man, and uh, he used to sit around, and he was a a true radio DX nut. Now, he didn't listen to radio shows. That doesn't mean to say he sat down and listened to the A&P Gypsies. He did not listen to Bing Crosby or any of this stuff. He was uh, was a a DX nut. Now, what is a DX nut? Do you you know what the word DX means, any of you out there? Well, the word DX means distant reception. It's an international code sign like QST, QSL, QSO, QRS. QRS means you're talking too fast, Jack. Uh, All these various things are international phrases, and the word DX means to listen for a far-distant signal. Well, now, there are certain people, are, the DX Cuckoos are a world of their own. And the old man was a DX Cuckoo. Now, one thing that all DX Cuckoos have that have in common is they're fanatics for keeping records. They don't just sit and listen and say, oh, look, listen, it's Cincinnati, wow. The old man kept very detailed records. And he had these big charts. And they, he had little cross lines, he would say a frequency, 710. And then he would say, Station Heard, W-O-R. And then it would say, City, New York. And then he would say, Program Heard, Guy Blabbering. And then he would <laughs> Time, 642, Position on the Dial, 28, or whatever it was he heard this thing on. And he got this radio. See, he used to, used to get up on the roof. I'll never forget the time that he he's up on the roof one night trying to fix his antenna. He had this antenna up there. It was a big flat-top antenna to... I had the lead-in down, and uh, he was getting all this crackling on the radio. It was crackling all the time. And he says, it must be my antenna. He says, I'm having trouble with the lead-in. He was he was a true uh, popular mechanics basement-type expert on anything. <laughs> and he never, it never occurred to him that he didn't know anything about it. So he knew all about it. He says, it's the antenna. So he's up on the, uh, up on the roof one night, and... Um, it was only after he was up on the roof for 15 minutes that he discovered why he was getting crackling. There was a major thunderstorm about to break in the neighborhood, and most of it was about to break in the form of 6 trillion volt lightning bolts into our antenna, which, you know, the old man would have made a great lightning rod standing up there in one hand with the touching the clouds and the other hand touching the ground and zap, KDKA. But uh, nevertheless, he, he had this fantastic thing about the X. Well, I'm always watching them. See, so. our kids. You know, kids. You, have you seen these uh, uh, these spots on the radio these days? Uh, they're on the radio and they're also on TV about uh, how impressionable kids are. I think it's the American Cancer Society's got this thing. Well, they're very accurate because that's true, and it has nothing to do with Freudian problems. Kids just watch the old man. So just watch them constantly. And um, the old man, uh, let's say, every time he folds his paper to read the editorial page. He goes... <laughs> well, the kid's watching that scene. Well, 40 years later, the same guy who was an ex-kid is folding his paper back, and he's going... <laughs> and the people around us well, you Why do you always do that? It's Well, I've got something on my throat, that's all. What it is, he's got this deep-seated thing way back that when you fold the paper back... And look at the editorial page. A little thing goes off in his brain, and it says, Hey, hey, Fred. Go brack. Bromp, bork, brack, brack. Graffle. That's what the old man did. When you do that, you're really reading the editorial page. Okay? Yeah. All right. So here, same scene. The old man's sitting at the table. He's finishing supper. And uh, he's been shoveling in the meatloaf and drinking the blats beer. And uh, he's sitting there... He looks up from the table now, his BVDs are kind of ham and hang, half-mast. He looks around, he says, that, oh, what a meal. Oh, that really hit the spot. Do they use that expression here in the East, the faith East? That meal really hit the spot? That's a true Midwest, no, I guess not. None of you know the expression, but that's used, uh, it, it's a common, a, not, in fact, a continual expression in the in the Midwest. That really hit the spot. So he leans back and says, <laughs> "Boy, oh what a great meal! Oh man, that really hit the spot." Well, the kid is seeing his seat. You know, a real window rattler. You know, the kind that comes right up, right up from the pancreas, and you can just see the the Venetian blind shutter and the walls change color for a minute. You know, the well, forty years later. The same kid, he sits back in his chair at the Horn and Hardart, says, ha, ha, really hit the spot. Wah! You can't escape it. These are the subtle things. And so I'm a kid, and the old man, and this is connected with the whole morality of transplantation. I say I've not lost the theme. The old man used to sit in front of the radio, scrunched over. We had this Scott. Did you ever hear of a radio called the E.H. Scott Well, the E.H. Scott in its day, not H.H., now that's a different outfit. The E.H. Scott was the Ferrari of radios in the old man's time. And he, by dint of uh, some judicious pool playing, saving, uh, taking a lot of milk bottles back for the deposit, uh, scrimping, my mother not getting a permanent... Uh, oh, thousands of things, he finally managed to buy himself the greatest thing he ever had in his life was his Scott radio. Now, this Scott radio was the, the name of it. I remember it was called the DX10. DX10. And had a great big dial, airplane dial all over the front that had things that shortwave, police calls, you know, all the sticks. And the old man would sit there some nights and he'd just sit and watch the radio and listen to the police calls. And you'd hear, and the old man says, Listen to that. Crime everywhere. And he got to be a great police call fan. He listen to police calls. And then he began to search out esoteric stations between the big stations. Now, most of you guys that listen to the radio, you listen to the big stations. You know, you got your radio, you hear WCBS, W. RCA, you hear WNBC, you hear WOR, WABC, and all that. These are the same. But if you were to tune in between, let's say, here, WR, we're at 710. If you were to tune between WOR, and let's see, uh, uh, NBC is on 660, right? Well, there's a lot of empty space there in between. What you do is tune right in the middle of all that and crank your gain up <laughs> as high as it'll go. Now, your radio instantly will go. Ah! You'll hear thousands of voices. It's the Tower of Babel. You'll hear them beseeching. You'll hear them crying and weeping. You'll hear the voices of evangelistic preachers calling for the sinners to get down on their knees. You'll hear guys selling chickens in Tennessee. You'll hear guys plucking and singing guitars. You'll hear organs playing, accompanied by the Harts Mountain Canaries. You'll hear it all, I'll tell you. Just turn up the, That reminds me, speaking of the Canaries, this is W.O.R., the friendly voice of Broadway, uh, Siri, Radio, Freebro... By the way, friends, I, a little note here is uh, kind of a fascinating... Uh, when I hear all this talk about the uh, the business of the transplant, I remember the old man scrunched down, say, and listening to his is E.H. Scott, DX-10. Well, all kinds of stuff would come in. And I was generally too little to understand what it was all about. It was just all this whistling and hollering. And he used to say, shh, shh be quiet, will ya? Shh. And his head is up near the speaker there, and you could hear this voice. And then you'd hear the music. And he's trying to find out what station it is, and he's logging it. And he had these logs called white radio logs. You ever hear of them? Well, white radio logs apparently listed all radio stations everywhere by frequency and by call letter and by city and all that stuff and he's got this fantastic collection of, of radio stations that he's heard all over the country but he became particularly interested in one radio station and I'm going to award the brass biglicky with bronze oak leaf palm because no it was not There was a, there was a guy down south somewhere now, if you... if You know, we have the, the idea today. We really do. We believe that, that uh, we're in an enlightened age more than earlier days. People talk about uh, such things as censorship and so on. Well, there was one guy who owned his own radio station, and he was down south someplace. It was a big 50-kilowatt. And the call letters were the same as his initials. You know, it was like... Uh, if your name is uh, Joe Glatz, you'd have uh, W J G, something like that. It's a call that's got your own initials in it. And every night, the old man would sit in front of the radio, and this guy would come on, and he had this southern dialogue. And when I heard that spot there with Rod Steiger, you know, you know how Rod Steiger's always playing phony southerners. He doesn't quite make it as a southerner, you know. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, he, he's always playing the southern. He always plays in the same way. And uh, there was this this voice would come out, and he had this deep voice, this character, whoever he was, and it was ringing with emotion. He was not a preacher, but he had the same kind of sound in his voice, the same evangelical anger about uh, iniquity and sin. But you know what his thing was that he was bugged about? Chainsaws. I don't know. Everybody's got something bugging them. And this guy used to come on and say, he'd just say, friends. Radio audience, I want to tell you tonight that the evil, that the chain stores are bringing on the ordinary working men of these here United States are not going to come to pass until long after you and I are gone. And the day that that comes to pass, all those chains of the AMP, is the A&P? Who are their people, huh? We all know that the local friendly grocer that we've got downstairs, we all know that Fred or Charlie's our grocer. Well, this guy used to go on. The old man's sitting there fascinated by this. And he would go on for hours and talk about obscenity. This guy used to use words, I'm, I'm serious, the kind of words that even today you just don't see on the walls of the subway. They hadn't even gone that far. And and uh, I remember one line. As a kid, so I'm, I'm in, the, in the living room. The old man's got the radio going probably the only time in the history of radio listening that, uh, that mothers would come into the room and say, turn that guy off. The kids are listening. He would say things like this: There ain't nobody up there in Washington with a what did he call it, the Federal Communications Commission, going to tell me what I'm going to say on my radio, and if I want to say blankety blank blank about them blankety blank operators of them blankety blank chain stores, I'll say blankety blank. Now if you want to come down here tonight, you Federal Communications Commission, I'll Indian wrestle you any time you blankety blank. The old man is fascinated. Now I'm not inventing this. This guy became world famous. As a matter of fact, whenever you read trivia questions, all, all people are always talking about network shows. But this guy had a bigger radio audience than Fred Allen ever had, and it, his radio station covered the nation like a blanket. I'm telling you, it was like like the bubonic plague. He put out a signal. Now I will I will award the brass figurine with bronze oak leaf palm if any of you know the name of this. He'll, he has to be in any history uh, of, of communications. And uh, Marshall McLuhan might not know about him, but man, this guy this guy was a true pop art character. Well, the old man every night would come home, and he, he got to be a fan of this guy, see. At, uh, yeah, he'd love this guy. This guy would come out, he had deep southern boys. he'd say, and I want, now I want all you listeners. He sounded a little bit like a uh, like a hyperthyroid Barry Farber, uh, if you can imagine, <laughs> It's a, now I want, now I want all of you listeners out there, now all my friends, all my fellow listeners, I want all of you out there to sit down and I want you to write a letter. Now I know a lot of you folks can't write good, Now I know a lot of you folks just can't write as good as you should, but I want all of you to write down, I want you to write a letter to your congressman and I want you to, even if you can't write your name, I want you to put your X. You put it down on a postcard and you get your friend, some friend of yours who can write. You get him to write a card saying, "I don't want none of them blankety blank. I want none of them blankety blank. Chain stores in my neighborhood, and you'll never get elected again if you allow that A.P. company to come here and you sign it with your ex. And now, folks, it's him time. Well, uh, <laughs> well, this guy was fantastic. He really, he really laid it out, and he and uh, he had he had somebody in the in the in his studio there. Who would play the organ. It wasn't a religious show at all, anything but. It was to talk about a blasphemous show. And uh, he used to carry on a running battle with, uh, with the clergy. And uh, I remember one day, yeah, oh, the old man. The old man loved that scene, and he would come on and say, I, "And I, I got a letter here. Now I want I want all you folks to listen to this letter. I got a letter here from from a reverend, a reverend. <laughs> he calls himself a reverend. And that reverend says, anybody that talks like you do on the radio must have a soul that is going to burn in hell. Now, folks, I want you. He used to carry on a runny battle, and the old man sitting there digging this whole scene. Or right next to him now I'll award you a, a, a brass big biggie friends if any of you out there know the name of this great unsung un, uh, <laughs> un uh, unheralded America today you know, he just a, he's got to be in every radio history but right next to him was another guy and I'm I'm just a kid see I'm digging all this I'm listening to the old man watching him and uh, he he tuned in very carefully at the Scott. DX-10 had very had a very uh, touchy dial because if you jumped up and down on the floor, he would, uh, like, move 42 KC, you know, lose his whole signal. And so we had a tiptoe run on eggs when the old man is DXing. And right next to him on the dial was this other guy who was another maverick in the world of radio. And he had this radio station. This was, this was further south. It was actually in the south, but more west, a great big radio station. I mean, this thing must have had 600 trillion watts. And not only that, they overmodulated the whole bit. You know, this signal cape splattering through. And I'll tell you what this guy did. He, come on, and he, he also had a kind of southern accent. He said, folks, I know that a lot of you folks out there have been suffering from aging process. I know that many of you have been going through a change of life. I know that lots of you out there have been wondering just where all the pleasures of life have flown. Well, our new operation, which we are now performing at our hospital here, brings back all kinds of, of life and vitality to people everywhere. And now I'm going to bring to you, to this microphone, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring a patient who has just concluded his operation here and, uh, Would you please bring him to the microphone, Sister Ken? There, here he's coming up the microphone now. And here is Mr. J. G. of Dismal Seepage, Mississippi, who's here to give his own personal testimony on how our wonderful work here at the hospital and at the clinic has helped him to renew his interest in all the life around him. And now would you please step to the microphone, (laughs) JG? Well, folks, I just want to say that here, God bless the clinic. I want to say that my life has changed, has changed a thousand percent since I heard about the wonderful work that's being done here at the clinic. And I just want to say, all you folks, please send in that postcard because it could change your life. I thank you very kindly. Thank you, J.G. And that was J.G. And now just a moment, folks. Our famous warbling birds are going to sing a song for you here, and we got a request. And this guy was on the air across the border, largely, (laughs) and he was in the transplant business long before the transplant business became popular. And he the old man sit there and listen to this. He's really fascinated by all this stuff. And he would, he would, he would tune back and forth between these two stations. And the two of them would be vying it out, battling it out for the for the attention of thousands, millions, trillions of listeners. All of them sitting there digging. Oh, I'm kidding. Did anybody get the name of the guy? Not one guy? You mean to tell me not one person knows the name of that famous man out there? I can't believe it. <laughs> well, how come you know herb? Well, of course you're in radio, you know about this, but uh, he is one of the great unsung heroes, and then there was then there was then there was another one. of course these, these things go go on and on. There was another one that broadcast from down below the border somewhere 500,000 watts, and they're just splattering and uh, this this uh, this outfit was like a general store on wheels. Did somebody get it? Oh, yeah? No, no, no! Come on! It was not Harold Icky's. <laughs> oh man, it's a it's a great wide world, you know. But uh, this guy, this there was another guy, and I guess the reason I'm doing this tonight, I suppose, because uh, I, I was reminded of this when all this talk, when I when I heard of you know the talk of the yogi, there were millions of yogis, by the way, out of the air in those days, and it was one show, which. Uh, which I, I uh, to this day, I can't believe was actually on. You know, this, uh, this business, of uh, the interest in the deep, mystic uh, contemplation of the naval, uh, today is the thing most people read about. But there was a show that was broadcast, and it was broadcast pretty much around the country. Now, I don't know whether it was ever broadcast here in, uh, in New York City, but radio used to have a fantastic variety long before you know, before they discovered the, uh, the, the whole idea of radios to play records and, and read the news. But there was a fantastic Friday that had nothing to do with Jack Benny and nothing to do with guys like uh, Fred Allen. There was a show called The All-Seeing Swami. Now, I'm not kidding you. And he, he had an all-seeing Swami church. <laughs> and it, it was all... I'm serious. It was, a, it was a radio Swami all across the country. And, and this was another one that the old man listened to, and it would come on with an oriental gong. And you'd hear a dead silence, and the Indian announcer would say, Stay tuned for the mystic swami who follows in just a moment. And then you'd hear rumor, 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 the sound of a, of a gigantic temple gong. Rum, rumor, 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 rumor. And then this voice would come on with an echo chamber. And he would go, wa. ya Another gong, And then there would be a pregnant pause, and the announcer would once again come in. Welcome to the Mystic Swami hour. And tonight, the Mystic Swami. Who has been contemplating the great rose petaled complexities of the eternal universe since our last broadcast brings you the result of his countless years of meditation. The mystic Swami, who has transmigrated through hundreds of worlds and lives in the past centuries, now arrives in the 20th century with his meditations in the Mystic Swami Meditational Church. And now, the Mystic Swami. And off in the distance, you would hear... <laughs> the sound of temple flutes. <laughs> and the Mystic Swami would come on. He would say... <laughs> oh, friends, those are the simple mystic words of the meditations as we sit upon the limpid pool of life's lotus lake, contemplating the endless, ever-changing, always unfolding seasons, summer, fall, winter, spring. And so I call upon all of you out there in the great mystic Distance of the far seeing radio church, I call upon you to bow your head in meditation and sit in yoga position number four, which you will find in our booklet we have sent to you. And we wish to thank you for all your wonderful, kind, beneficent offerings, which has enabled us to carry on. A mystic meditation everywhere on the radio. And now assume position number four, and I will read to you from the works of my great contemporary, Masnala Snyanaka, or the Snyinjana Raja, who spent an entire lifetime contemplating the infinite in the great mountains outside of Afghanistan. And now we must take all oh, lotus all but all sky or oh wind, all oh sand or oh soul or oh human, all oh man clapping of oh oh, a foot, all man always searching and calapatala mo tni na pa na la mo niho, I call upon all, oh, all beseech all. Oh, and all humanity, think beautiful thoughts and wish upon a bird and a beast, a and I wish to, I wish to bless all of you out there in letting your land. Thank you. Thank you. I meditate now upon all of your soul. You have just been listening to the Mystic Swami. If you wish to see these wonderful broadcasts bringing meditation and peace of soul to all the radio listeners everywhere please send a small offering to mystic Swami in care of this radio station and to all who send a beneficent offering the mystic Swami's own book with his eight yogi positions which are often used during his periods of meditation Will be mailed to you free of charge. <laughs> Stay tuned for the news which follows in just a moment. Stay tuned for the news. <laughs> Did you like my little radio show I just did together? Oh, did all kinds of little whoopies. <laughs> and there they go, charging ever. Charging with the charge of the Light Brigade. Ours, not the question. Ours, but the do and die. <laughs> <laughs> Where did I dig that clinker up for crying a lot? Yeah, I know it's great. Hey listen, I'll tell you speaking of that piece of music will you reset that herb all the way at the beginning. That piece of music uh, you kind of liked the mystic Swami, didn't you? <laughs> I could see a lot of people tuning past you know on the middle of the show i hey, "Hey, hey, it's a great show. <laughs> Oh, that kind of jazz gets him all the time. We're real patsy. So, you know, That another speaking of of, uh, of the infinite variety, there was another wild show, uh, which uh, for a while the old man got hung on. He used to listen to this thing because of the, the insane, exotic quality of it. This guy would come on late at night. Now, I don't know whether or not this was broadcast across the country. Now, this might have been a local show. I don't know. But this guy would come Late at night, he would come on maybe about the old 10 30, 11 o'clock, something like that. And he had a theme that was an organ playing something like, uh, oh, it would come on very portentous. It would come on like and the announcer would come in and say in a very quiet voice as this organ is playing Ah, sweet mystery of life he would say and now it is time to sleep This program is sent to you as a public service by this radio station for the countless people in the 20th century, fast, hard-hitting world that we all live in who find it impossible to sleep. It was a program to make you sleep. And then, this is where it really got great, though. The guy would come on, the the sleepmaker he called himself, would come tea, 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 tea. and then the organ would slowly fade out, and this this voice that was made out of out of pure oleomargarine would come on, and he would say, as the organ faded out, "Good evening, friends. It's time to sleep." Just relax. I want you to turn out the lights now, friends. And a violin would start to play quietly in the background, playing something like, a oh, the Gypsy Love Song. Quietly, sinuously. And then he would begin his, his subtle hypnotic work, The Sweepmaker. You want to hear how he did it? I wish I had some soft, sinuous music here tonight. I could show you how this guy worked. But the music played. So. Do you have any of that guitar, that cheap guitar music in there? Take a look. Take a look, Herb. I'll show you how he did it. It's a fascinating show. Is it in there? Well, hold up what you got. I'll point I'll point to what I want. Just hold it up. I'll, I'll point yeah, that's pretty good. Now uh, look on the back; there must be some quiet, soft music on that. Yeah, yeah just just pick any one of them, then. And just make sure though it isn't the Charge of the Light Brigade or the Eighteen Twelve Overture. <laughs> Get something awful quiet. You know, some nice, some nice soft belly. Because he used to use string music, and he used this very sappy, soft, syrupy type of uh, orchestral music, and the show was. Uh, It was a very early form of LSD, actually. Uh, You don't have to cue it up, Herb. Just set it down in the middle as long as it's soft music. And here's the way he would work, like this. He would come on. Oh, that's perfect. It's a little fast, but it's pretty good. Now I want all of you to lie quietly. Just relax. There, pull the covers up. Isn't that warm? Isn't that comforting? Don't you feel safe and away from it all? You're just floating now. You're floating on a soft green sea. You feel your legs just bobbing up and down. Up and down. Your left leg. Do you feel it now? It's just floating on the water. Feel it? There. Now you're right. Do you feel your right leg just bobbing in the current? Oh, it's so warm, so soft, and your arms now are beginning to drift, drift up and down. Now you're asleep. This is the sleep maker. Drop in tomorrow night, just easy, and we'll sleep our lives away. <laughs> oh man i mean that's the kind of stuff i mean that's the answer to cousin brucey i'll tell you <laughs> and his stuff used to go in the old man's up there what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients